Hey, Dirk, how's it going? Good. Are you still uh, Are you still good to do the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Max. Hey, how are you, man? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Um, have you ever listened to this show by chance? I mean, it, it does. It wouldn't surprise me if you have not. But I I, I have not. Now, um, Casey did check it out. Okay. Um, you know, to make sure that it would be a good good fit. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, any anything that you guys feel would be of value because I mean, I don't want to sit here and just talk the whole time. I really, you know, I, I usually <laughs> prefer interaction on podcasts. I feel I feel like that, that you know, no no way, it's more dude. Interesting. It, this is all on you, bro. This no. is this. You are the make or break if this show's going to suck or not. All right. No. It feels like a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, no, no. I hope so. I'm just kidding. I've, I've got quite a few notes oh, where, where we'll be asking some questions. Yeah. We we don't want to hear a 30 minute speech either. And you know? just got the vibe, really. <laughs> like, you feel free no, to goof. It, man. That's awesome. Yeah, you can yeah. goof on us all you want or whatever. You know, like you know, if you have a funny story, like anything that's funny. Yeah. Stop us and tell the story. Yeah. That's what we love. I mean, we're we're mostly known actually for the stories. And um I don't know why, but lately they've been about poop. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, no. Like like we had a frozen that's, that's always that's always a topic when it comes to like camping or wheeling. Or it is, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. I mean, yeah, if you could feel free to ham it up for sure. No, man. I'm 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 excited for the conversation and uh, ready to jump in. How do you pronounce the park? Is it Murris? Maris, M E R U S, Maris. Okay, I had it and then Max screwed it up. And then, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. All right, ready? What's up, everybody? Welcome out. Welcome back to the Mike and Max Opera Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and this is Max, taking you from the garage to the radio. What? That's good, huh? Because yeah. they're probably listening to this on the radio. Oh, right. To your car, bro. We're in your ears. <laughs> to your, in your ear car. holes. Yeah. No, that's the snail thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, he said. Tyler oh. says that all the time. Oh, damn! Coming to you with your ear holes, and I was always like, I probably just subconsciously copied right. it, you know? Probably because they're so cool. Yeah, it's hard not they to are. follow, man. They're it's doing hard. a lot of stuff over there. I keep seeing all their posts on uh, Instagram. Yeah, it's getting they're out, doing, like, Engine swaps and traveling oh, and flying. And yeah, I saw Jimmy was doing and... something with leaf springs today. Yeah, he's all, I need your help. I was like, Nope, just liking it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, move on. <laughs> but sorry, Jimmy, I don't know anything about leaf springs because they're for poor people. You were leafed that was forever. air quotes. Anyways, up, up until like a month ago, you had leaf springs. What are you talking about? Right. Hey, this show, Max, is so professional. Oh, here we are coming at you with the the most important <laughs> interview interviews yeah i was thinking updates but it's an interview like we are bringing the content to you folks it's so hard for us to to <laughs> i don't even know where i'm going with any of this garbage anyways we have actually a special guest coming on this dude dirk from Te uh Amer or maris maris adventure Park. Yeah, Maris Adventure Park, sorry, out of um, Texas. He's got a big-ass off-road park. I've never wheeled in an off-road park. You never wheeled in an nope. off-road park, and we're going to figure out what it's like. Nice. Right on? Well, let's get him on the phone. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dirk, call us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring, bring. That's where we would cut it in. All right. All right, guys, we got uh, Dirk on the line from Maris Off-Road Adventure Park in Texas. How you doing, Dirk? Uh, doing great, man. Really excited about the conversation today. Thank you. All right. So, uh, um, so basically, you're an off-road park that's in Texas. Um, and did you just open it? I did see on your website that you've you've had it for you've been thinking about it for like seven years. But how long has it really been open? Yeah, we actually closed on 
um, March the 13th last year. So uh, we, we closed on the property just about a year ago, and then we actually opened up in June of last year. So it's still fairly new. We're still within our first year. Oh, nice. very nice. Yeah. yeah. So so let's. Uh, I guess we should. We'll have you tell everybody a little bit about about what the park is, um, and you know, like a bird's eye view of it, and what your your expectations are. We'll start there, and then uh, we'll see where the questions go after that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the really unique things about um, this park is one is and and we're, we we kind of associate with a, an adventure park, not necessarily just all off-roading, because we do have uh, phenomenal hiking and, and um, you know, camping, um, mountain biking, things like that. But, I mean, we, we've, we're, we're way more known for off-road than the other things. But, um, you know, for us, it was about really building uh, a unique park in the state of Texas. Um, you know, anybody that's from Texas knows that there's so little public access land in Texas. You know, we're not... You know, we, we've got a lot of really amazing things in Texas, but one of the things we don't have is all the wide open spaces that you start running into in New Mexico and Colorado and Arizona and uh, Utah and California and, and so many other states. So um, for people in Texas, you know, sometimes you have to drive 13 hours just to get out of Texas. Wow. And then drive another 10 hours to get somewhere good like, you know, uh, Moab or you know, URA or something like that to, to really get some great wheeling done. And um, there, there are a couple of parks in, in Texas. I think there's, there's now about five uh, off-road parks in Texas of, of varying sizes. But um, for us, we really wanted to just build a park that had a really cool uh, feel to it, a great culture to it. And so started looking for, for land um, kind of in 2020 and, and came across a ranch that uh, was really unique. And the thing that makes it unique is uh, it's actually in Palo Duro Canyon. So I got to ask you guys, because I always ask people, have you ever heard of Palo Duro Canyon? No, no, I, have, I haven't either. Okay, so Palo Duro Canyon is actually the second largest canyon in North America, and oh. it's in Texas. And very, very few people know about this canyon, right? It's, it's a very distant second of the Grand Canyon, uh, but it's, it's uh, 1.3 million acres and it's about 126 miles uh, long, and at the widest point, it's 17 miles wide. The The reason most people don't know about this canyon is because it is almost all of it is privately owned ranches. Oh. There's actually two state parks in the canyon, and the one state park, which is Paladura Canyon State Park, is the second most visited state park in all of uh, America. So it, it has a ton of traffic, but they don't allow anything off-road there. Yeah, to, to preserve spent, everything, right? They, they don't I'm want. I'm assuming yes, right? Yeah. To to preserve things. Um, somebody actually told me at one point they had a trail there, but I mean it was like in the 50s or 60s, so it was a oh. really long time ago. Hmm. Um, so, I I loved going to the state park. I've spent a lot of time there, backpacking, mountain biking, and going down there. But I've always thought, man, it would be so cool to have trails down here because the the topography is is just unreal and if you guys uh you guys mentioned you you were on our instagram mm -hmm. you kind of get a sense of the pictures that it, it it's not what you think when you think of texas i mean there's a lot of areas when you're down in the canyon um that all of a sudden it feels like you're kind of in sedona or some areas have more of a little bit of a moab feel or colorado feel but 
it, it is it is just incredible the the layers of dirt there's actually four different layers of dirt going from the rim down to the bottom and we have about 900 foot of elevation hmm. so you're wheeling around on all different kinds of stuff you're you're on this you know red sandstone and then you're on red dirt and then you're in white dirt and then you're on rocks and then you're on sand so one of the the really unique things about the park is um it offers a really unique wheeling experience and the other thing that we really uh have done um that i think sets us aside from just about any off-road park is that we actually don't allow side-by-sides motorcycles or four-wheelers Good yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, side by sides. Find somewhere else. Because you know, you know and that's I mean, good. we got berated when we made that announcement, man. I mean, people went, you know, yeah. just crazy on us on social media. My wife and I were like, just kind of like, damn, like people hate us, and we haven't even opened the park yet. You know, you, you but, think um, it would ever be in the future to maybe open a section of it just for them? Not on this park. I mean, hmm. one of our goals is to build additional parks in the future, but um, this is a, just a really, really special piece of land, you know, to us. And yeah. and the the land has incredible history. I mean, it's 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 really beautiful. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Was, we did. Sorry to cut you off there. We, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. About the history and the credibleness of it, we saw on your Instagram that somebody found a shark tooth. Yeah, <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, there's actually a layer of dirt here that's purple. I mean, it's Whoa. purple dirt, and it's from the, the aquatic era when this canyon was actually underwater. And it's crazy to think that the ocean at one point actually came all the way up to the Texas panhandle. Right. But, um, yeah, we found a shark tooth, and, and we haven't found anything else from that era. But other places in the canyon, people have found uh, fossils, but uh, different aquatic fossils. But we do, like when you're down at the bottom of the canyon, you, you see uh, coral rock, oh, massive wow. pieces of coral rock, uh, seashells that, that still now, I mean, who knows how long the, it's been since the ocean. But the, that's one of the things that's really cool about this park is that it's not just kind of a, hey, we're just going to go wheel. It's like, man, like you can come here and actually see some incredibly beautiful things and um, just have a great experience. You can camp down in the canyon or up on the rim and um, – that was one of my you questions, know, if you could go all the way down to the canyon bottom. So, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah so got, you, uh, you own some of that then, the actual. Is there a river that goes through there? Um, there's not a, a river. There's a dry creek. Okay. So when it when it rains, uh, it's got flowing water in it, not for very long, right? Yeah. Because uh, the, the climate here is pretty semi-arid, but there's actually sections in the creek where, you know, there are pools of water that are fed by springs. So there's a lot of oh. uh, springs on the property. And the other thing too, there's a, there's a, a, a ton of wildlife. So we've got um, uh, a lot of deer, a lot of Audad, which are kind of a, a Barbary sheep huh. uh, that was imported from Africa in the, in the fifties. And now they, they flourish down in the Canyon. Are, are um, those the ones that looked like um, fairly aggressive goats with the big curved <laughs> yes. horns? Oh, nice. Yes. I, I did see and, that. And, I, and, I think I saw that on the website, actually. And they, they look pretty cool, but they, they have some mean horns on them. I mean, are they aggressive animals? I've never I even heard know. of one. I don't know. So they're, they're actually very aggressive and territorial towards other animals. Towards humans, oh. they, uh, they're, they're really. Um, skittish. So, hmm. man, like, you know, the deer's gotten used to us. We could drive right by him here, but uh, the Audet, man, like, they, they'll just take off running, and, and we've got uh, several herds here. I mean, we probably have over, 
um, 120 of them here. So th there's a good chance when you're out of the park, you're going to see a herd or sometimes just in the middle of nowhere, you see one, but, uh, there's a guy named Brian that, that, uh, uh, heads up, uh, kind of hiking trail development for us. And fairly early on, he was out on, uh, in the park and he was, he was on a, a kind of a, a little peninsula that was just kind of all rim, you know, you, you got 150 foot drop offs. Hmm. So, He's kind of out there kind of scouting some stuff and it's kind of like some brush and he hears something in the bushes and, you know, all of a sudden this like baby Audette pops out. <laughs> now, I mean, this thing is like all of like 12 inches tall, like it's tiny <laughs> and like baby, baby. And this little Audette like drops its head and it starts charging at Brian. Oh, wow. And he starts kind of freaking out because he's like, oh, my gosh, like what? You know, it's kind of like running up to him and messing with him and everything. But it's it. it, it you know, obviously it was a baby, so they didn't know any different. But for a baby little Audet to charge a grown man, yeah. I mean, it, it shows like aggression is is definitely in their in their uh, nature. Um, and and he got out of there really quick because he didn't want to find out where Mama or, or Daddy are. So. You know, I was just gonna ask that. I mean, if if a baby one was charging you, I would be pretty worried about one of the parents being right behind it, um, coming for you too. You know, I mean. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we haven't seen any aggression from an adult towards a human, and and I don't, I think that they're smart enough to where, you know, they're again, they're they're pretty skittish, but yeah, uh, it was just kind of cool to know that you know a little baby was willing to be that aggressive and not not be timid or try to run away or anything, but huh. ready to charge. Speaking of which, uh, so so this seems like a good time to interject. We noticed that you said no, no open carry out there for guns wise. Does that mean you um, you can have a gun, but just don't be walking around with it, no shooting, or you want no guns in the park at all? No, I mean like we're you know I think we're pro gun park, so I mean we you know we just prefer for it to be concealed. Okay. And uh, you know kind of packed away, and and one of the big reasons for that is um, you know because it's really rough to rain out here and stuff like that. I mean we prefer somebody doesn't just kind of have it hanging out and it hangs on a tree or falls down and right. you know something like that. I mean uh, we're very conscious of of wanting to keep the the park safe in in a big way. So you know as as, as long as it's in your vehicle or you know you carry it concealed and it's in a spot where you know there's not a chance that it's it's something's going to happen because I mean. You know, yeah. th there are people that just are not safe with firearms. Man. Like for <laughs> yeah. them, like open carry is not like carrying it in a good holster. It's like they just have it tucked in their belt or something like that. And it's yeah, you know, it kind of gets sketchy when you're out hiking or trying to do something or you're hanging out of a jeep and your your firearm falls out. So yeah, we yeah for us it's uh you you can definitely have your firearm just to keep it concealed. All right, good. Yeah, we were talking about we were like, I don't know if I go in. I don't know if you have bears or not, but. I, or wild pigs. I was like, I'm not going anywhere without a gun, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. but, <laughs> not into the bear country, but or this. But we we, we don't have bears, <laughs> but they're, they're, we do have the occasional pig. <laughs> well, we're from Arizona. We're a little skittish sometimes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, no, that's cool. Um, you and you had mentioned that you have a couple helpers or friends like that guy Brian that helps you out with um like mapping out new hiking trails. Since the plot of land you bought, I assume was not for off roading, did you have some help from like locals or like friends that actually helped you find trails and paths through the property, or how how did that come about? Since you know you've only been open. I mean, le year. less than a year. So, I mean, yeah, yeah to kind of, that's, that's quite a bit of work. To kind of interject on that or, or 
elaborate a little. I watched um, the Trail Recon Brad guy. I watched his video on your website. And uh-huh. um, when you gave him the tour through there, and some of those trails didn't even look like they were cut yet. So, like, it was hard to tell that it was a trail on some of that video. Is, um, yeah, are these, are they, they're pretty well marked? And, like, tell us, maybe tell us throughout the different levels of trails and, and how, yeah, how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, one, um, you know, the, there were already kind of ranch roads out here, and, and, uh, we do have a team of people that work out here. So, we got people that are full time out here, and then we also have volunteers that come out for different, different type things. Uh, but we, um, the ranch already had some roads on it, which worked really well for our green trails, which are our, our beginner level trails. And um, then we've we've also found a lot of old wagon road trails oh. that really all that we had to do is kind of, you know, get the sawzalls out and kind of clean them up a little bit. And they didn't really have to do too much, just had to put, you know, rubber on them. Huh. Um, and then we've also built a lot of hand-built trails where – you know, we go out and, I mean, literally we're taking some, some pretty uh, decent-sized built vehicles out and, you know, we're we're clearing out brush and, you know, we're busting up rock or, you know, kind of doing some dirt work, things like that. But it's all hand-built. And then uh, we also have machine-built trails. So, uh, you know, we bought a, a John Deere 333G skid loader on skids, and it's the, it's the biggest, widest, heaviest machine that they make that's a skid loader. And... That thing is a beast at building <laughs> trails. Yeah. So the the cool thing is that we've got a lot of different kind of options for type trails. Whether you know you're you're looking more for kind of a cruise through the canyon, um, you know, or you're looking to kind of run something that's got more dirt on it, or get on a trail that's got a lot of rock on it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of creek systems that run throughout the ranch that are just naturally great trails and they're just absolutely beautiful so is that where the rock trails would be down in the creeks and stuff and and are they what kind of what type of rock like we're 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 essentially rock crawlers right that's what we do kind of rock landers we sort of camp out of a rock crawler (laughs) but they're all (laughs) you know they're on 40s and tons and and uh, uh-huh. that's our gig out here is big time rock crawling. So and, and a lot of it right. is in the washes. You know, yeah. th- those are the trails uh-huh. where you know there might even be a little access road that follows right alongside or weaves in and out. But usually, the good off roading for us in Arizona is is in the washes. Yeah, is that what it looks like there? Yeah, same thing. I mean, a, a lot of the 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 good rock stuff is going to be in kind of a wash in a creek. And, um, I mean, we've got, we've got anything from, you know, like blue level intermediate trails that have a little bit of rock on it to all the way to, you know, double black and purple level trails, which, you know, we've, we've cut out a trail here called carnage and we've never had somebody put rubber on it yet. Oh, Oh, nice. It is. I wish I was in Texas. (laughs) Yeah. You guys definitely have to at some point make a trip out here, but. Well, our buddy um, Richard Russell just moved down there. So I don't know how close he is to you, but we'll have to figure that out and then set up a trip with him. For sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So you know, there, there's a there's a lot of variation, and um, you know, some of the rock that we have is kind of that that red sandstone type rock, which is nice. I mean, it grips well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, it's fun to drive on, and then a, a lot of the other is just kind of more white type kind of boulder rock huh. that um, you can you can get on, and and the cool thing too is because the the, the canyon creates such a unique environment, right? Because everything is continually deteriorating. So there could be, 
you know, no rock on a trail one day. And then the next day there's a rock on it. Cause you know, it kind of slid down the side or something like that. And, you know, it's not like there's, there's rock slides everywhere, but especially after big rains, the, the trails are just different. And I mean, you guys yeah. probably experience this too, right? Is yeah, that... absolutely. It's always different. Every time we go yeah. out, it's, it's the bigger ones that are big giant rocks or the bedrock, those all stay the same, but the, the big boulders always move around after a rain. So right. yeah, that's so, awesome. You know, and, and that, that makes it really fun. So, you know, for us, um, you know, and, and, and one thing that's, that's, uh, that we did also early on is, uh, we did set a 42 inch tire limit for our park. Yeah. We saw um, that. We, we may go up to 43s just cause a, a lot of, you know, sticky tires are now at 43s and people are, yeah, are yeah. getting them. But... 43s, the new 35s, bro. <laughs> You're going to have to bump it up an inch. I saw you thinking yes. about it in there. Yeah. We saw that too. We were going to bring that up. I'm glad you did before us. So <laughs> yeah, so we're probably going to go up to uh, 43s, but you know, one thing that, you know, we kind of want to stay away from is, you know, just going to way, starting to go to way bigger tires and like, wait, you know, kind of the more of the rock bouncers and stuff like that yeah because um, again it, it gets i think it gets down to you know if you're having to do all of your wheeling with just sheer horsepower and you know 46 inch tires um you know this is it's just going to tear stuff up here yeah that's and, yeah um, 100 yeah. percent. keep the rock bouncers out keep the side-by-sides out you go dirk <laughs> you, <laughs> you let's make this thing family friendly for some some good old wholesome off-roading Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, and, and that's what we love to do is, you know, we love community. Um, you mentioned Brad, he's actually coming back out here tomorrow and, uh, doing a weekend event with about, uh, 30, uh, E3 members. Oh yeah. That's that um, light bright then, thing too. Right. She had mentioned something yeah, too. Yeah. We've got, yeah. uh, Kevin and Brittany are coming down in, uh, I think three weeks from now. Huh. Gotcha. And I think they're bringing about 40 or 50 people. Um, oh, his- and, I got a question then for that because yeah. we were talking about this earlier. So we we saw that you would like everybody to have a GMRS radio, um, uh-huh. um, and you rented them if they didn't have them. What right. if let's say we came down and you had forty people and everybody didn't, we, you didn't have enough radios to rent out and not everyone had them. If they're in the same group, or you is it like at least one of you have to has to have one? It's, I'm assuming it's for a safety thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, if there's three people coming in and and they're going to be running together all day, if just one person has them, that's fine. Okay. Um, you know, the the big thing for us, and and sometimes you know they may have uh, you know, just kind of walkie talkies or something like that. With but then we like, hey, you need at least one GMRS radio to to get to us because you know that's the other thing is uh, we run GMRS here and we have the repeater um, because we were just finding the the ranch was just it was too vast for for us, even when we started going up to a little bit more high power GMRS handhelds, um, we couldn't get across all the canyons and stuff like that. So mm. we did install a repeater that now you can go, uh, you know, handheld to handheld from anywhere in the park, which that's, uh, that's is pretty really amazing. good for safety. Yeah, well, that's and, awesome. and especially even for your employees, right? I mean, there could be an accident across the whole park. And if you can't call for help and you work there, I mean, that's a major issue, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like that's one of the things that uh, you know we're we're always kind of on our checklist is like, hey, make sure you got a radio with you uh, when, you, especially when you go down, because as soon as you drop down below the rim, there's no cell phone signal. Yeah. And um, you know, and then we also have uh, you know some sat trackers that um, you know we could put on our equipment 
Um, so we, we can kind of monitor like where the equipment is and, hmm. you know, if we know somebody's working in the equipment and the equipment hasn't moved in a while, like, Hey, did they get stuck? Did they break down? Like, you know, just kind of check on how you guys doing. Or, or do um, they jump in a Jeep with a group and are they just you know? partying? The <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're off-roading instead of working. I swear, that, boss, I was cutting tends a trail. to happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was cutting a trail, I promise. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> what, um, so, so is there people there all the time generally? Or is it like at night, you know, you're on your own? Or do you have a gate? Like, how does that work? I ne- we've never been in a park. Yeah, so we've we've got uh, we've got a, uh, an entrance gate and then we've got a, a member's gate too. So our, our part um does have a, a membership option and if you get a membership you know you come out here you know 24 7 365 and there's a gate where you can get a code and you pop it in and and just scan in on a on a qr code and just come in and then when you leave you scan out again and um that's important for us because it lets us know kind of when people come in and when they leave or yeah you know if somebody like a, like you know on a saturday evening or something like that we check those stuff and if if there's still people in the park i mean we'll actually go if if we knew that people weren't staying the night like they didn't have a a, a camping pass and they hadn't scanned out we call them and just say hey are you okay um and sometimes you know some of us oh i just forgot to scan out but i mean it's, it's really important for us to know you know, if somebody's in the park or not. And yeah. it's one of these things that I know that people from the West, like when, when they hear this, they're like, oh, it's ridiculous. You can't go, you know, like overlanding in a park and things like that. But when you come out here, we 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 have um, had a couple of guys that, that are like writers for magazines. And like, this is what they do. They go out and like, you know, overland and off-road. And uh, this one guy came out and he was in the very kind of back of the park. And of course we have some rim acreage. The the majority of all of our acreage is actually down in the Canyon. And then some of our neighbors have incredibly large ranches. Like the, my one neighbor, I mean, they, they have over 21,000 acres and yeah. some of the, the other neighbors have large ranches. So when you're out there, like on the South side of the park, you were probably at least, you know, 10, 12 miles from the closest uh, house. Wow. And there's no, nothing else around there. You know, so it's one of these things that you don't see any lights. You don't see any other people. It's it's really when you get back there, you realize, okay, yes, I'm in a park, but I am in the middle of nowhere. That's, right. That's and nice. That's nice, though. I, I like that. You know, it's. You no, know, we, lo- we love that, too, man. Yeah. Like, that's, that's why this is so exciting. And, you know, when people come out here, it's, it's one of these things that we just. We tell people no matter how many pictures and videos and stuff you see, like until you actually get here, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, like this is this yeah. is next level. And that's what what excites us so much is that, you know, we, we want to share this place with people that love the outdoors that, you know, want to have a great time, but also will respect, you know, what we're doing out here and not, you know, trash up the place and tear up the trails or you yeah. know, put other people in danger. Because, you know, for us, it's like we, we want to build a great community and. That also doesn't mean like, oh, nobody's having fun. I mean, like, dude, we got trails that you can get after it as much as you want to. And, you know, uh, we had on New Year's Day, we did a New Year's Day run. And, I mean, we had a brand new Bronco Badlands, like, uh, turnover. He went running with oh, a bunch of Jeeps. I saw and, that. It was, a nice, yeah. it was a nice black new Bronco. And, and it, it, it was nice. Yeah. It went on its side. Oh, I didn't see rough. That. Pretty that, rough. That's yeah. on I mean, the Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Damn. And uh, th- that guy's actually one of our members, and he's awesome, man. He had a he had a Jeep on uh, he had a JK on 40s before that, and he got the Bronco. And man, not sure if he was just still so used to the Jeep being on 40s or what, but I mean, he went amazingly hard in that Bronco. And, uh, <laughs> actually, 
actually recovered in the day the day before he rolled it that that friday he was out and he got into uh the bergfold trail which is uh, a pretty nasty trail and uh you know he'd run it before in his jeep and he got in the bronco and he ended up losing uh four low his lockers went out like wow. you know like just electronic stuff like started going crazy in the in the vehicle um and we we ended up recovering him and then uh, it kind of got everything reset with the sensors and all that kind of stuff and went out the next day and then rolled it oh. so you know, poor it, guy. It was, yeah, we felt like so bad for him, and, and he's such a good guy too, man. But um, sp- speaking of, you know, you had mentioned that you know some people think it's not a big enough place or or whatnot. I saw you guys have those multi-day adventure routes where you know, like day uh-huh. one is like the first leg of the trip, and you can probably camp, and day two is a whole different section of the park. I actually really like that. You know, it seems like you have all the downloadable uh, GPX files available. And and there are some pretty cool like three day adventure trips in that one section of the park or in the in the park you know yeah yeah well one thing that's kind of a you know we think would be appealing to people um, you know we we before the park I mean we do overlanding as well and we've got a whole group of people that we we kind of run trails with and stuff so you know it's, it's kind of like when a trip's coming up like everybody's kind of researching and what are you going to do and where are you going to run and all that kind of stuff so. Um, and, and that's kind of part of the fun too, is planning the trip. But we, we thought it would just make it easier for people too, to say, Hey, if you're, if you're interested in a, in a multi-day stay, but you want to truly overland and not base camp, then there's some options for, you know, when you and your group come in, run this trail, camp here the next morning, kind of head down here, run these set of trails, camp at this place. And, um, so yeah, we wanted to kind of make it to where, you know, people could, if, if, you know, a lot of people are kind of weekend warriors, you know, it's the idea is, hey, you can kind of check in around noon on a Friday and, and really have a multi-day kind of adventure and yeah. be back out Sunday afternoon. Almost like, um, is it like an intro to overlanding or do you guys, do you guys set up the food or is it everybody's on your way? You know, you're all on your own. We're just leading you through or what, how, or no, is it all Yeah, levels? I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're all on your own, but we're not even leading them. We're just showing them the route. Oh. So, one thing that we that we've done is, um, I mean, our, our park is really really well mapped. I actually just completed the the new update. We do it about every 90 days. We update uh, and adding the new trails. So the new map is out today, and um, I mean, as of today, we've got uh, just under 50 miles of off-road trails. Gaia and, is it on Gaia? Is that your main thing? Yeah, it's a it's a it's on Gaia, and we got a we got a park folder. So if you if you have the folder, you know it, it automatically updates, which is really nice. Oh wow! Um, so when people are coming here, I mean, we put the the folder on our website, and uh, and or if somebody comes here, just like hey, do you have Gaia? Yeah, let me just text this over to you real quick, and that way they've got the the map. You know, when they're running trails, they know exactly where they are, what trail they're on. But uh, we also have maps because there's there's surprisingly a lot of people that don't use kind of guy or anything else and yeah just like a good old-fashioned map and here you go i know mike and i use gaia both and yeah. and we like it a lot i mean you can track yourself and use that to work your way backwards the way you came in if needed or you can use it to connect you know to to another road that's just ahead somewhere and try to try to work your way back out so uh, it's definitely a good app yeah guys it's confusing for a bit but it's it's good yeah. it's not bad well, yeah. it's a lot better now than it was like three or four years ago. Yes. I think like they've really <laughs> improved it. Like I remember the first time I used Gaia, like I was like 
I, I cut it, open it, I try to use it, I didn't touch it for like another 18 months. Beating your head against <laughs> yeah. the wall. Well, why won't the waypoint <laughs> yeah. stick to the trail? It was just hard. It was clunky. And, yeah. you know, it's just like you had a, like downloading files was a nightmare. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just. That's true. So yeah. I, I think the, the new user interface is uh, is really good. And I'm sure you guys know, like, uh, you know, Outdoor Magazine bought them. Oh, so, I didn't know that, actually. Um yeah, so they're owned by Outdoor now. And, we're kind of uh, so goof-offs, sh- Dirk. <laughs> we don't really, so we're kind of goof-offs. We don't really take everything too serious. So, but well, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, anyway, just say I like it. I, I, I think it's a good system, and uh, I think they're, they're becoming more and more friendly to, like, off-roading all the time. Because, yeah. you know, now they've got the, uh, the off-road icons and, um, you know, the activity and all that kind of stuff where they didn't used to. What um, – are you far from the park? Like uh, – like for the reason I'd ask is, do you do any kind of support? Let's say somebody gets in there, they're on their own. Day pass ends up breaking. Are they on their own to try to get out of there, or um, do you have well, some we, sort of support? Yeah, I mean, we stipulate that we're a self recovery park, um, and we're going down and we're helping people all the time. So yeah, it's uh, it's one. Yes, yeah, so we actually have an office at the park, and uh, we've got a couple of uh, vehicles that we use for recovery. Um, you know, so we, we, we are able to do that now as more and more people come out and stuff like that. I mean, at some point we may have to ha- actually have like a paid recovery service Yeah. because I mean, it does take a lot of time. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of get work done and head down to recover somebody and you're back up and then immediately you're back down to re- recover somebody. So it's not all the time, but you know, we do tell people, um, Hey, be, be safe, you know, on the trails, make sure that you got good recovery gear. Um, and you know, we got kind of a recommended thing, but uh, people are always coming out and no winch, no nothing. You know, and it's kind of like, okay, like if you get stuck, you're kind of screwed. But um, you know, call us and we'll 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 come get you if you need. Yeah. But um, that that I think that is part of the learning curve too. You know, I mean, I think all of us have been out with, you know, when you just got a jeep or or you, the winch is not wired yet, or but you got to get out and go off roading once in a while. You know, and yeah. Especially when yeah. everything is new and exciting and. Or, or like you know, if you live within a reasonable distance from the park, I mean, I would probably come out if I'm not ready, you know. And you know what it is too. It's it's one of those things where like when we first built them, remember we just pray for weather so we could go <laughs> go rescue somebody. So I'm sure everyone in the park is looking to help someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like ah, I can't wait to bring somebody back. Yeah. Or uh, th- that's what we did. Literally, yeah. remember we started searching. No, but that's rescue part of the pages. culture, right? I mean, that's yeah. Uh, we, we do these tours. We do guided tours every Saturday. And typically we do a, a green tour, which is a totally beginner tour, and a blue level tour, which is an intermediate tour. And usually on the intermediate tour, uh, we've got a couple of runs that we know that people are kind of going to get high centered on if they have a longer vehicle or, or a little bit uh, not as much lift and a couple of spots that, you know, kind of sandy spots. And we tell people like on the tour, like, hey, there's a good chance that several of you guys are going to get stuck today multiple times. <laughs> and that's part of the experience. Like yeah. part of off-roading yeah. is you recovering somebody else and somebody else recovering you. And man, like people get so like the, one of our members, which is, uh, uh, he's kind of the head of medicine at one of the big hospitals in town. And he's got this really cool, uh, uh, Wrangler and just built to the nines like everything you can imagine right and he would always kind of come out here by himself because none of his buddies wheel and then we kind of roped him in to start kind of running trails with us and and going so the new year's trail he was out with us we're running a black level trail and he was behind the bronco 
and he was the one that got to recover the Bronco. And I mean, mm. this dude was just like on cloud nine. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, Finally. it was his wench and he was in the recovery position. And, you know, and, and like, that's like what's fun about it, man. It's just, you know, helping, helping a friend out or something breaks. And, you know, that's where, you know, sometimes you guys know you're on the trail and something breaks and it's just like, you know, you, you had five hours to wheel that day and you're, and you're wrenching for four and a half hours, but you <laughs> leave with a smile on your face and you go drink a beer when you're done and, so you, you have know, willed it's, it's with Max day. too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there there was, I haven't willed with him, but I, I, by the sound of it, I probably willed with people like him. <laughs> there was a moment in the beginning where, let's just say, he took a lot of time to fix his junk. Yeah, but yeah, the, <laughs> I, I can I can also think of another, uh, which I thought was very exciting and fun, is years ago when Mike and I first started off roading together. Um, we were in this wash out here in Arizona and, and I, I got stuck, you know, just on the belly. You just, it just would not go without winching. And I was uh-huh. out running around, pulling it. And he's all, why are you so excited to winch? You know, I was all, <laughs> this is finally the first time I get to like pull myself out of something, yeah. you know? And Smiling he's like, rough. he's like, oh, that makes sense. So you know? you're trying to get stuck so you can like be recovered. <laughs> you know, I care. I used to have a winch on my Jeep for like 10 years and never even pulled it out. Yeah. And then now since I've been in Arizona, it's like every time you go out, it comes out like two or three times, like every single <laughs> yeah. time. It's like, but uh, yeah, that's, it's the best. Like legitimately when we built them on tons and stuff, we just pray for rain or some, somebody to go try to cross a river or something <laughs> so we could go dig them out. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's part of the whole gig. It's the best. So, so you've been willing for a long time before, way before the park. Yeah. Before the park, um, you know, my, my first Jeep was, uh, was a 76 CJ five and nice. I was a senior in high school when I bought it. And I mean, it was, it was just bear man it had it, it it was as bare as you can get but i mean um they have the 258 I, i'm actually originally what's that i was gonna say they have the 258 straight six t18 did, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice oh, yeah. love it all right sorry and, i didn't mean uh, to interrupt you <laughs> no you know I, i'm originally from south africa and i my family moved to the u.s when when i was 14 and we moved to a small farming community but i've always kind of been uh raised on kind of like farms and ranches and stuff like that so from the time that I was little, like, you know, having a vehicle, having a four wheel drive, um, you know, getting in mud, getting in rock, I mean, stuff like that. And, and it wasn't because it was just leisure. It was just because it was the way of life. You know, we had a, a farm in the mountains and um, the mountain actually had a, an old pass on it that, you know, we, it, when we had to get to the one side or the other side, we had to go over. Oh, wow. So I, I just kind of I remember being like, you know, five, six years old and, and there would be these switchbacks and I mean, just sheer cliffs. And I was so scared I would sit in the <laughs> floorboard and not even like look up. I would just chill on the floorboard every time we went over the mountain. Right. So. Yeah. That, sound, so that kinda... sounds just like Mike to this gonna, day. <laughs> I was going to say you should have seen Max light up just now because he knows if I'm riding passenger, man, I am scared to death of that stuff. And I, he just started laughing because I'm the biggest sissy when it comes to those. <laughs> Dude, when, when you're used to be, being behind the steering wheel, man, riding riding passengers is not all that fun. Like, you really got to trust your yeah, driver. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm a major so I... control freak, so it's not good. But. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, so that's kind of what I grew up with. And um, I've had a couple of uh, uh, other Jeeps after the the CJ. Um, So I enjoy it. Uh, I'm not like a hardcore guy, right? So I'm not uh, my my kind of personal Jeep is uh, uh, a 2003 TJ. Uh, It's got a six inch lift on it with 37s and uh, and it's on tons. 
So it's built really well, but you know, I don't, I don't just go crazy with it. And, um, so, but dude, I love to do it. I, I'm blessed in the fact that I probably spend, you know, six to 10 hours a week in four low. Oh, um, nice, um, nice. Consistently. And we got to open uh, a park. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the fun thing, man. It's just, when I start spending too much time up here and I'm just like kind of itching, you know, it's just like, hey, I can jump in, in a Jeep and kind of head down there uh, and just go play around a little bit, you know. So, um, so, so are it's, you it's at one the... of those things that's just fun. Are you actually at the park um, almost full time, or or are you still working in another field? And you come to the park uh, as much as you can to to for new ideas well, and reg- regulate yeah, things. Yeah, we, we we bought the ranch, and uh, so we live on the ranch. And there's a section oh. of the ranch that that doesn't include the park. So, but technically, we live on property. Oh. And then we've got uh, we've got a little office on property. So I drive, you know, my daily is you know from the house. I jump in my jeep and I drive down. A dirt road for about two miles get to the office and then everything that i do i actually do uh virtually because uh we we run uh two other companies and so that's the the primary thing that uh that i do but we've got a team that we've hired that you know is kind of running the park and building and so so I'm, i mean we're very involved in that whole process um but yeah i mean i definitely still do other things uh work-wise uh as well as the park that's that's pretty amazing. The fact that you can live on site and enjoy it as your home. You know, what I mean, two miles is I think far enough to not hear any of the things going on at the park, right? I mean, I, I would assume you're not hearing a lot of noise from the <laughs> office entrance area to to where you no, live. No, I mean, like we, we we don't like when we're home, like we we hear nothing about the park. Yeah. So it, we can actually kind of unplug and just kind of do our thing. You know, but if somebody needs help or something like that, we can go down and, and give them a hand and, and help them out. So yeah, um, uh, one other, yeah, I mean, we, we've we've really enjoyed it. Uh, one other thing I was curious about: I, I am I assuming there are no uh, facilities or shower buildings, right? It's all kind of you, you need to bring what you need for yourself and you need to take it out with you, right? I mean, yeah, do you have bathrooms? Yeah, right. In? Right now, we're we're fully primitive. Um, we are starting construction on a new office building. And the office building is going to have a bathhouse in it. So oh, nice. uh, by the end of May, hopefully we'll have that done in about two and a half months. And uh, it's going to have one thing that we decided to do um, that's a little bit different than like most state parks is we're actually doing kind of family style uh, bathhouses where, um, you know, if you, you, you have your own door that goes in and you have your own shower, toilet and sink. So. You know, a couple or, you know, you can take your kids in there and kind of do your own thing where you're not like ever, like mixing around with other public and things like that. So we're, we're really excited about that. Yeah, that um, is awesome, actually. Yeah. I way prefer that, like a family, yeah. your own family bathrooms. Well, and especially if right. you have little kids and you don't want yeah. 30 naked guys. Or, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, when you like... first said bathhouse, bro, I was like, are we talking like Japan bathhouse where we're all we're all in these big tubs together or what? No, so it's actually the opposite. I don't know what the right term that I should use. Um, family bathrooms with showers. That's what I would go with. There we go. Um, family bathrooms with showers. How many, is, yeah. how many units are you planning on um, – how, how many units would be available at one time once this new building is completed? For- yeah, so uh, we're going to have four units that are going to be available, and then there will be another another area that's just going to be like, hey, if you need to run in and, and uh, kind of just use the toilet real quick. Yeah. Um, but nice. for initially four, and then 
uh, we are slotted to build uh, a second uh, bathhouse, and then when we build our, our recreation center, there'll be uh, more facilities there. So we're, nice. we're kind of on a three-year development plan um, yeah, that, uh, that we're working on. I was going to say, yeah, reading what you plan on doing, even by July, yeah, like that's it's pretty impressive. Like you're you're definitely going full tilt on this to get it way more more way more things there, like more miles. More miles on off-roading. What is a mini bike jump? <laughs> but we saw on the website it said you're going to open a mini bike jump. Uh, no, like a um, uh, a, a mini uh, like a mini jeep track. So, oh. um, <clears throat> it, there's these there's these ti- there's these little jeeps that this guy manufactures, and it's kind of like one of these things that kind of has like a lawnmower engine in it. But I mean, it's it can carry up to 270 pounds of weight. Okay. And uh, sorry, Mike. They're, they're these little mini Jeeps. So we're going to build a little course. So if kids want to kind of, you know, get on the little mini Jeep and kind of go over a course, they can do that. I mean, we're, we're, we're really kind of building the park to be, you know, if you come here and, and you know, maybe uh, the kids aren't into wanting to go down that day, it's too hot, it's too cold, or, you know, one of the, one of the spouses wants to just kind of hang at the rec center, that there's, there's stuff to do there. Like when, we eventually build the rec center and that'll probably be the last thing that we build on this development schedule. You know, we're going to have like an indoor play area for kids like rock climbing and all that kind of stuff. So again, if it's super hot out or really cold, they can still do things and kind of be entertained um, and, and kind of create more of a place where, you know, Hey, you're, you're meeting up with other people before you're hitting the trail, getting to know some new friends, you know, maybe because it's crazy like how many people come out and they're they're like solo right and they're like oh i don't have anybody to go wheeling with or you know somebody canceled on me last minute so we love the idea of community where you can come out grab a cup of coffee meet some other people be like oh what trails are you guys running do you mind if i tag along because i mean you know wheeling's wheeling's always fun when when you go with a great group and you're exploring and you're having fun and doing things and um so we like that and then same kind of thing is like hey after the trails let's get together and you know, let's drink a beer, let's hang out, let's let's have some fun and have some laughs and, you know, go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. What oh sorry, man. Uh do you do you are you gonna have like a section a parking lot for like people that trailer there? You can leave a truck and trailer while you go wheel? Yeah, we got uh we got a pretty big uh mowed out area right now for for people that are hauling in uh their rigs. And uh, when we build a new office we're gonna build a uh, an Arab station that'll have uh, like oh. 12, 12 uh, stations for awesome. uh, airing back up. And um, yeah, just again, for us, it's about really kind of creating a cool experience. And, um, you know, because obviously you guys have been doing this for a while, so you kind of know what to do. But like you said, so many people are getting into off-roading and overlanding and stuff like that. And they got no clue. And, you know, they're, they're looking at a blog or they're looking at this and, yeah. but it, you know, it's still, you, you get out there and you got to test your equipment you don't know what you're doing. So we, we want to kind of make it easy for people that it's their first time to have a good experience and not end up on a trail that's going to be too hard or they tear something up. Like, you know, that's something that, that I really don't like when people come out here and like tear their vehicles up. So, yeah. Right. Um, you know, and you so could, we always kind of caution somebody to, to, you know, be careful with that. You could almost have like a section, like I noticed you were doing like a training section maybe. Um, but mm-hmm. I wonder if you, you could have like, say like, if you can make it through this little training section, you could, you're good on a green trail. If you can do yeah. it through this section, you're good on a blue trail or, and yeah. so on and so forth. And like, and then you could have like an amphitheater and, and you could have like a, like a, I'm thinking like 
the Jeepers Jamboree at the Rubicon Springs where they have a big event, you know, like yearly or whatever. And you could have this huge event and then you could have like the teeter totter skills test, you know, where you got to <laughs> stop on the teeter totter and like, like the, the really it's open whatever you want, huh? Like this is, it's again, I'm kind of fascinated with the, with the whole park was because we never wheeled in a park. Like you said, everything out here is pretty much open. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. And, and- that's definitely, I mean, that's such a great idea that you said. It's something we've also been thinking about is just kind of opening a little skills course where you can kind of see, hey, at what level am I going to start bottoming out or how much oh, clearance yeah. do I need or things like that. So I think that's that's probably something that we'll be working on this year to, to build that. Yeah, we have on most of our heavy trails, there's, what you know, I think it's everywhere, but we have like a gatekeeper. So the first obstacle, if you can't make it over that obstacle, you should turn around. Yeah, or if you need right. help on it or if you struggle with it, then this is going to max you out. And it's kind of that way. I mean, and over the years, because the everything changes, and like you said, you know, the tires are getting bigger and all that. The holes are getting deeper. So a lot of the times, a lot of these gatekeepers need to be updated. But that would be pretty cool, like you said, for I, I, like back when we were new or, or in the beginning – you you didn't you had no idea what you were getting into or how yeah. we've been you and I Max have been stuck on a trail oh, yeah. two three in the morning freezing cold like trying to get out of there <laughs> you know all, all those beginning <laughs> aches and pains <laughs> but yeah that's awesome man so um I do yeah, so I, I do have oh. an, another question as you're expanding yeah. the park are you going to potentially expand the size of the park or just what's inside of it are you kind of landlocked. Or, or will there be opportunities to actually expand the land as well? Yeah, I mean, for this part, we're, we're park, we're pretty landlocked. Um, so we're just going to kind of expand to a certain point in the park. And, and again, the thing is, like, we don't want to overexpand either. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we've also got kind of limits on capacity set, right? Because, I mean, for me, like, one of the worst things for me is, like, when I'm excited to go wheeling and then I'm sitting in a line all day. Oh, yeah. So... Yes. Uh, because of that, you know, we we are limiting how many people can get uh, day passes on a given day. Because again, it's for us like the the, the idea that came out was like a premium outdoor experience, mm-hmm. and where where it is uh, kind of a uh, a controlled environment. Obviously, it's it's a it's a private property, um, you know. And I think for a lot of families, that that also gives them uh, a sense of kind of a little bit more safety or. Maybe I don't have to be as careful with my kids, you know, type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if there's not a hundred other vehicles in your area, you you can be, right. You can so, be a lot yeah, more relaxed. Just a big three hundred foot cliff is all. Yeah. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about it. That, that's the only thing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we we've kind of been a, like I'm curious to hear for you guys. Like, what what do you think is like the optimal size in a group to run trails with? Well, out here it's different. Out here we like between like six and eight people tops. Uh-huh. Yeah. Otherwise, we could be stuck there all night. And the, uh, but yeah, 68 trails on the trails we're doing, but overlanding wise, like 20 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, we, we've for, yeah, for trail running, I mean, we, we've kind of found that, uh, you know, like 10 to 12 is kind of max for us. Like, but, uh, kind of that eight to eight to 10 range is like a good range yeah. uh, for trail running. Cause then you're, and especially if everybody's kind of on the same level and build and things like that too. Cause then you can usually keep momentum going and exactly and, you know, if somebody needs to be recovered or something like that. But 
Yeah, if, if you start getting 20, 25 people and you're you're running off-road trails, man, it's just like you're just sitting all day. You're not covering much area. It's that whole snake thing where the front makes it and the back just pulled up and started stopping, and they all get out and start getting sandwiches and drinks, and the front's going again, and you're like, come on, bud, listen, what are we waiting on? Yeah. And, and, of, and, of course, the more people, as they go off-roading together, the, the longer that people are friends and go off-roading together, they learn each other's traits, you know, and yeah. they, they figure out how to wheel as a group versus, if it's 20 new people versus 20 people that wheel together all the time, yeah. it, you, yeah. I mean, you potentially talking a 12-hour difference in getting through a, a particular section of the park or trail. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point because uh, you know, our, our trail building crew is, uh, is a really um, experienced group of guys. They they build uh, a lot of the trails for the, the local Jeep Jamboree that, that happens here. And uh, they've been building trails for years. So when when we go out and we're building trails or running trails, I mean, it, it's just uh, it's, it's just a way different experience, right? Because I mean, everybody everybody has everything that they need, you know. Plus, if something needs to happen, I mean, it's it's almost like unspoken. It's just like you jump up and you're hooking stuff up, and it's just like boom, boom, and you're out and you're on the way again. Yeah. Versus, um, obviously, when you got newer people, it's like you want to kind of explain like, hey, this is going to happen. It's going to feel like this. It's going to move this way, and um, just takes a little bit more time, but. You know, for us, it's like that's actually one of the fun things is, you know, we we haven't opened our um, off-road driving school yet, but we are uh, opening a professional off-road driving school uh, this year. That is pretty um, cool. But, you know, even for our, our guided tours, you know, because our guides are, are really experienced uh, guides as well. So there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, not full-on instructing, but more like kind of coaching going on of like, hey, you know, this obstacle is coming up. You may want to kind of put your wheels here, look at that. And and there's an element of fun to it that, you know, we have people that come out here and the first time they've ever put a vehicle in four lows on this property. Wow. So it's, you know, it's kind of fun when they, when they kind of get out there and, and yeah. you know, same kind of thing. We got, we got this, uh, the, the main road that drops down into the Canyon. Um, you know, if you're, if you're experienced off-roader, I mean, it's, it's still a really cool trail that goes down, but I mean, you're not thinking about it like in terms of danger or can I do this or anything like that? Cause it's, it's, it's really just a, a road is just steep and it has a couple of kind of rocky areas on it. But, uh, you know, we, we get people that, they, that come out here for the very first time to off road and they're driving down that hill and like they're, they're taking videos and stuff and they're putting it on. And I mean, just the funniest stuff, you know, but it's just fun <laughs> to know that, you know, you're, you're igniting, you know, that adventurous spirit. And, you know, that that's our tagline is nourish the adventurous spirit. Like, like we do what we do because we want to, nourish not just people getting out and doing stuff but like adventures is that moment where you're, where you're kind of like oh crap like what do we do now or like can i do this or i feel stuck or i'm nervous or this feel you know that's adventure Absolutely. and what we want to do is when people come out like we want them to experience that you know whether they're brand new or they're really experienced to kind of have that sense sense of like oh my gosh man i am doing something right now that's a little bit outside of my comfort zone but then when you're done you're like high-fiving and fist bumping and you're just like yep. oh man like that was really fun I, I think people actually seek that though you know i think people seek a challenge and something that kind of tests you a little and you know even if it's only a moderate trail but you've never been off-roading i mean that can be one of the most challenging things that you've done to date you know yeah, what i mean right yeah it's 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 if you've ever gone full circle, like uh, start out camping in a tent, then go to the big camper and the craziness of that, and then back to a tent, you realize like, like we forget as you get more progressed in off-roading how fun the easy stuff was yeah. in the beginning. You know, like that's why it's you get such a joy to see 
newbies or noobs coming back out. And like my wife, she just got, she's been out with me now like two or three times. And to see her, we got, we got, we ended up getting stuck a couple of weeks ago behind a huge traffic jam on one of the trails and we didn't even get a wheel. And I was all bummed. My wife didn't get to see what my Jeep will do. And she was like, I had a blast on these dirt yeah. roads, you know? And yeah. I was like, I forgot that those were fun too, you know? So, <laughs> but well, yeah, that's true. awesome. You know, and, and that is one of the things is as the rigs become more and more capable of bigger tires and all the stuff, it's, it, you know, there's an element of like at, at what element, you know, at what level are you taking the, the real challenge out of it? Like yep. taking the, the true, I mean, I've, I've got a, a 76 FJ40 and man, like I love taking that thing out and wheeling it, you know, and it is clunky and it about breaks my spine every time <laughs> I'm out there, but and I smell like gasoline when I get done, but you know, it's, it's just fun. It's just a different level, you know? And, and I think like, that's the cool I'm thing is that, relief. yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, thing, I, Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, sorry to interrupt. One thing we've been thinking about is doing a vintage event out here. Like everything like pre eighties dude. And <laughs> I think like that would be pretty fun. My friend, <clears throat> do we just become best friends? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so, uh, I'm also, so I, I don't know if you've ever heard of an event called the Go Devil Run. Have you no. ever heard of that? Okay. I haven't. So a good buddy of mine, Ian Liljeblad, he puts on a bone stock flat fender fun run. Or not not a fun run. This is, it's called the Go Devil Run because you have to have the four-cylinder flathead L134 Go Devil engine. And it has to look, the the the, the theory behind it is, Turn any picture taken during the event to black and white, and you won't be able to tell what year it was taken, right? It's supposed to be, like, we have to dress the part, everything. And for the last two years, it's been here in Arizona. This year will also be in Arizona, but they're always looking for places to go. And it's essentially, we overland. Like, last year we had, like, 38 of them, bone stock flatties. But from all over the country. All over the country, and we did 260 miles of dirt. So, oh my gosh, yeah. that is awesome! And it's it's exactly what you just described. We're covered in gas. Um, I had one guy put his poop in a bag and put it on my Jeep. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the uh, so the yeah, it's, sake, it's coming back. <laughs> exactly, it always ends up with the poop, man. But um, at any rate, yeah. So like like I, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, and I'm like, I got to tell Ian about this, and maybe the Go Devil Run could get set up down there somewhere because. In the beginning of this conversation, Dirk, I'll tell you, I was like, nah, I don't know about wheeling any parks. It'd be cool to see what they're out. But you are super cool. You totally get under, you get and understand what I think in the belief of off-roading is and four-wheeling and even overland. Like, there's, you have a group. We, we tried to talk about it the other day. There's a group that is brand new, bolt on everything, don't really understand what it is, keep the windows up when it's dirty and keep to themselves on the trail. And and then you have the core group of real off-roaders that's way deep. And it's actually a small world, but it's an incredible world of them, of of when you really understand what it's about getting out into the wilderness and and. Oh, where do I, you know, I kind of, I kind of lose my train of thought sometimes. And, um, the point of that was, is taking it back to the beginning of these bone stock flatties and bone stock, anything just way back the way it was meant to be back in the day. And, and, and they're still so capable. I mean, they're just light and little and it's hands down my favorite run of all time out of all of them. Yeah. And I do know that Ian wants to start taking it in different places and, it's pretty awesome. So if you ever look up the Go Devil Run, you can look it up on YouTube and so we have videos of it. But the uh it's I think it's 
Yeah, it's awesome. It's no, pretty that much is, that exactly. That is awesome, man. And, and tell Ian, we'd we'd love to plan an event for you guys uh, out here at the park. You know, last year, um, I, I uh, I'm a big Land Cruiser fan, right? Being from South Africa, um, we had a couple of Land Cruisers growing up, but I mean, you know, just the the old like uh, uh, 45 diesels and stuff like that. I mean, just just for me, it's just like such cool vehicles. So um, I wanted to get more Land Cruisers out here. And so we did a, an event called Land Cruiser Unite last year, and we had about 27 rigs the first year, and we're doing the second one, Land Cruiser Unite 2, this year. Nice, and nice. that's a lot like that Land Cruiser crowd, man. Like, I mean, everybody is just so cool with each other. And, I mean, you you, you have a, you know, a, a high-paid physician, you know, next to a mechanic, and, like, they're just hanging out all weekend and laughing and having a good time, and nobody talks about work or anything like that. It's just the love for the outdoors and it's the love for wheeling. Yeah. And and it's it's just, you know, times like that is just super fun because, you know, that that is actually – you kind of bring up a point because, like, there there is kind of this, like, uh, culture of – you know, like overland and stuff like that now where it's like, you know, if you don't have like the nicest of everything, like you're, you're just trash kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, and it's just like, it, it, it really saddens me, man. Cause it's like, you know, for some people, man, like, you know, they're rolling around in a, you know, old 1980 suburban and they sleep in their car. They're just, you know, and it's just like, but they're doing their thing. They're getting out and they're, they're having fun. And, yeah. you know, same thing. It's, it's, it's actually, uh, you know, for me, I have a couple of older rigs, but, you know, I mean, I could go out today and buy, you know, a brand new, anything new off-road and pay, you know, cash for it. But, like, for me, it's about, like, the experience. It's about, like, having fun, and it's about, like, you know, showing people, too, that you don't have to have the nicest of nice things on the trail. Like, yep. it's fun to just wheel in whatever you have and be proud of it and know your equipment. And, and I mean, it, it just goes to show you, man, like, you always see people, like, uh, we, we at Land Cruiser Night – there was a, 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 I think it was a, a 72 FJ40, completely original on 31s, hmm. and they ran one of our black level trails where we've had Jeeps on 37s just getting stuck, you know, on it. And it, but this guy, he's been wheeling like he is the original owner of that thing, and he's been wheeling that that vehicle for all these years. He's an older guy, but it's just like, he's level of like knowledge and confidence and and just like it was just incredible to see yeah you know and i and i do wish like more people would be open to that to just be cool with people on the trails no matter what kind of rig they're in and and exactly you know roll your window down and say hi to people and and engage with people and i mean that's that's one thing that's really important for us in, in our in our park is community you know it's like when you come to maris um say hi to people, get to know them. You know, if, if there's a tip you can give them, give them a tip or, you know, if you need help, ask for help. And it's, it's just a culture of like kind of enjoying the, you know, the, the beautiful outdoors, getting together, having family fun and uh, just enjoying it, man. Like, cause if, you know, if, 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 when you put your vehicle in four low, if you don't immediately get like a, a big ass smile on your face, then you better <laughs> ask yourself like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's really well said, though. You know, you you have to sometimes just enjoy what you have, and not and not just be in awe of the big dollar rigs out there all the time. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's it's not yeah. always funner having a hundred thousand dollar Jeep than it is having like a home built like ten thousand dollar one. You know, or even cheaper. I mean. Yeah, I, drive no, I, I have a little bit of an affinity for like driving stuff that's kind of quirky and like hard to drive, and it's, it's like you got to know just how to turn the key, or you know, there's there's just like fun. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah I drive a forty eight Willys. That's 
it's built now, but it's a little extreme. Max drives a Liberty. We try to do the oddball stuff too, and 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 it actually opens conversation a lot easier. Yep. People, for some reason, if they see the flatty in a whole sea of JKs, they'll walk right up to it and just start talking to me. Yep, and well, it stands uh, out big time. Yeah, and they feel more comfortable because it's not like an elitist or anything like that. But not even like that is. But we, I wanted to, I wanted to say you, you had said that so perfectly the way you said that that. Um, that's awesome, and I think that that really is at the heart of off-roading. you got to yeah. keep it open. It's all about people and, and the environment, and I wouldn't know any other way, a better way to end that. <laughs> so what right. uh, you have anything else you want to you push out there, promote, and maybe tell people where, you, where they can find you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can check us out at Maris Adventure on uh, Instagram and Facebook or marisadventure.com, M-E-R-U-S. But I just want to invite people, like, come by and, and hang out with us. You know, come check out the park. It is amazingly beautiful. Stay a night, camp out, go wheeling. And, um, you know, we, we really want to get the word out there to to the, the kind of outdoor and off-road community and share this beautiful place with them. That's awesome. And you have a couple – you should be expecting some things from Lightbright. I'm sure there will be a video coming out soon. Same with Brad from Trail Recon, I think you said is coming in tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that there'll be some more videos out there for everybody that's out looking for it. And man, you've been a pleasure to talk to for ser- seriously. Like, uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, but, uh, that's awesome. So we yeah, don't know. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike and, uh, Max and, and hope you guys can make it out to the park too at some point and, uh, uh, come check it out. Well, you're in Texas, start pumping some oil for us. So our gas prices <laughs> come down and then uh, we'll, we'll be on the way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's probably going to be the big thing this summer is to see how many people are going to hit the road with uh, gas creeping up. But I guess yeah. we'll see what, what that looks like. You know, if, if you can spend unlimited money on your Jeep, you can put some money towards gas and into the tank, you know? I agree. That's a good point. And sometimes you just got to get out and get away. You know, even if it's a little pricey, you just got to. It's still the che- It's still cheap. I mean, even if it costs you a hundred bucks to go wheeling for the day, that's cheap. Yeah. That's still cheap. So, the uh, it, it is cheap to just about anything else you're going to do. Yeah, you know, kind of in the city or, or whatever. Do my neighbor? He, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to that. My neighbor just was at um, wherever they were. They were in Florida, and they went to what's it there, Disneyland or something oh, yeah. like that, or Disney World. Yeah, and they said it was like a thousand dollars for the two of them, Whoa. and they could only ride. They only were able to ride three rides because it was so busy, just packed. Yeah, and they, I was oh like, yeah, that's what I said. They're like, we'll never do that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I can't get them to go four wheeling. Well, Dirk, if you're ever in Arizona, buddy, you have to look us up, and we'll go wheeling. Okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, th- I think we're planning a trip out there. Um, kind of early spring so i'll definitely hit you guys up and see if we can go run some trails together yeah that's coming quick nice all right bud perfect awesome thanks guys thanks dirk all right take care take care dude that was awesome dirk's pretty dope it actually makes me want to go to texas and try it it It, really did i actually i really like it and he was such a cool guy so yeah i'm sure we walked on him a little bit or at least i did and i know we didn't you know i don't think i had so many more questions for him but I think we'll have him on again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd like to have that guy on again after after it goes down a little more. And because as soon as we hung up, I had like a nine million questions I was going to ask him. But well, you got to write it down, like I did. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you could uh, start checking it off, like I did. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, that was pretty dope though, man. Yeah, he was a good call, man. Thanks, Dirk, for doing that. I appreciate it. That was awesome. And how cool would that be for all the people across the country for the Go Devil Run? Dude, that'd be sick, wouldn't it? And it's a little more neutral, sort of yeah. in the middle for yeah. the guys from the East Coast. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that'd maybe, be I sick. mean, maybe not this year, but maybe it can be planned into a future trip. Oh, I agree. Or maybe it doesn't have to be the Go Devil run. Maybe it can just be another Mike Austin. Another event. flatty run. Maybe the yeah. Keep It Simple Off-Road run. Maybe Ooh. the Mac, Mike and Max's Off-Road Podcast run. Exactly. You guys can tell us how it is because exactly. we don't do anything. And two wheelies will easily fit on a single car trailer. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw one in the back of a truck the other day. <laughs> like, legit. Uh, uh, Superior Willies. Superior Willies on Instagram? That would be pretty cool. You should measure your truck, or like both of our truck beds compared yeah. to your Willies sitting in the garage. Oh, I'm Because I would much rather put it in the bed with some ramps than a trailer. It would absolutely fit in the back you, of the dock. Because you know what's going to have like seven flat tires and a blowout is a trailer. Right. <laughs> it will absolutely fit in the back of the Dodge with the tailgate down. Damn. What about two? Can you build a rack? Stand them up on the tailgates? Yeah. <laughs> like the quads in the old days? Yeah. No, that'd be sick. All that shit. Now, I actually really enjoyed that interview. And um, yeah, I he do, was pretty I cool. Re- I actually really hope we can make it out there sometime. Dude, what do you think? What, because he's an FJ guy or a Toyota guy, mm-hmm. but he owns a Jeep. What do you, you know, like California, the Rubicon's just over overcrowded with Toyotas. Okay. We're mostly Jeeps and buggies. Yeah. What do you think Texas is? Oh, good point. I should have asked him. I wonder if I think it's a lot of JKs like anywhere. Yeah. And then I think you just have a good mix of the rest of you know, you got you'll have your group of like Toyotas and We had a whole off. Bronco run there. Yeah. I wonder if that Exactly. Full size run. Broncos. I was wondering that. I was wondering if these trails are full size friendly. We never asked that. I should have. Yeah. But you know, out here, is it full size friendly? Now, remember that F two fifty we did on we, that guy came with us on oh, yeah, Sunflower. Scott. That was not that poor guy, friendly. dude. I mean, I think well, he definitely broke multiple things. Wait a minute, that was Bobby's fire. fault. That wasn't our fault. That was Bobby's no, fault. I didn't, I didn't blame you. Oh, I, said, I thought you said that the, the guy Scott with the full size we took him on. I was like, no, no, no we were there. Well, he was. The, we were all there together. So that, that's all I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to. Well, I'm not taking the blame you. for that. Remember oh, when? Because we had just did it. I think everyone takes their own blame for going out off-roading. His kid, that shit was so funny, bro. <laughs> he kept calling it, huh? I hope it doesn't catch on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on fire. Or his kid's like, everything is smacked but this door, and then right into a tree on that door. <laughs> We're like, bro, you got to tell your kid to shut up. Uh, that's too funny, man. He just he just reached out the other day. Uh, but he said something. He, it was something to do with the podcast. The he, guy in the F-250? Yeah, the, oh, the nice. guy Scott. Or, yeah, Scott Colvin. Calvin? Calvin? Yeah. You know his address? Can you say list that no. on here too? I know. I forget his last name. Uh, that, okay. th- that truck was sick, though. I yeah. love that truck. <laughs> he just kept taking the broken parts and throwing them in the bed. Should, anyway, should we mention uh, about this week and the Spotify outage? How it really kind of affected um, some of our numbers. Yep. Yeah. So and, and I, even the way me and you both used Spotify. I mean, I was totally out for like almost the full day. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with Spotify. So it stopped. It stopped taking our RSS feeds at 124, episode 124. Yep. This is episode 128 or 29. Yep. So if you, well, if, if they listen to Spotify, they're not going to hear this either. But, but, but for, if if you hear this eventually, just know we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, and make sure it is working properly. I've double checked the RS feed. The only thing I can think of now is delete that and try to start set it up as a new one. I don't know what's going on, but I need, yeah, we're not getting, it's not getting put on. Spotify for some reason, even though it, everything behind yeah. the scenes looks like it is. Did, so, w- did Willie Nelson say something about us being on Spotify? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Isn't he the one that went after? Uh, oh no, that was that other codger. Oh, um, <laughs> that, uh, another old country guy. Yeah, D, uh, some other guy. I don't know his yeah. name because he's a. Maybe relevant. we have beef with someone and we don't even know. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> someone's got beef. So you could still get it on all the other podcast feeds except for Spotify currently, and we're working on that. The other thing is, um, uh, yeah, I noticed that they only have ninety nine episodes. They stop at one twenty four. But only 99 are actually posted. Oh, wow. So the previous ones are missing. Some again. earlier ones are missing, oh, wow. yeah. I don't know which ones. Don't don't really care. But <laughs> I'm sure they were mediocre. But uh, at any rate, yeah, that was it. Thanks, Dirk. Thanks, um, Maris Off-Road Park. That was badass. And I hope some of you guys go there and tell us how it is. Yeah, Richard. Russell. Oh, yeah. Richard Russell with Rig Times, who's in Facebook jail again, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost say that at any time. Yeah. Facebook jail. Richard's in Facebook jail again. Yeah. Nobody I, would question that. should that. be our new outro for every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard will be out of Facebook jail soon. Okay, anyways, yeah. Richard, go over there and do it. Check it out. Maris Off-Road Adventure Park. Sweet. Anybody? Anything else? That's it. That's it. Peace out, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Yeah. This is where we like to talk to you about your extended warranty. Oh my god. <laughs> so- <laughs>